Oh, what's happening? What's going on, everybody? Welcome into the Sharp Angle Podcast. Thanks for joining us on the 14th, Thursday the 14th. It is an NBA Thursday, and uh, it's a little bit different today. I know it sounds different. I'm not in the studio. We don't have any of the sounds. New microphone. Well, different microphone today. I'm, uh, I'm watching my sister's dog a little Winston, this little dude, he's a, he's a wiener dog. He's hysterical, but I don't trust him. He's been to my house before. He has shit on the floor before. I don't trust him for a second, so I'm not letting this little dude out of my uh, out of my sight. So, um, And, you know, I have a dog, too. They get along well. It's, not, it's nothing bad, but I'm just afraid he's going to find a spot and shit on the floor. And it's funny because, you know, my mom and sister, like, oh, he just, you know... He ha- <laughs> he has nervous poops. <laughs> I'm just like, what does that mean? I mean, shouldn't that not happen at all? You know, but he's been good so far, fingers crossed. But I am not risking getting in, in the studio today. I'm not leaving him alone. So anyway, in my office doing this on a USB mic, and let's get into it. NBA Thursday. I'm gonna break down the James Harden trade yesterday. Um, try to you know make this a 15-minute pot or so, get back to the dogs, and get ready for a little hockey tonight. Uh, I'll give a bonus hockey pick out uh, to end the show, too. 0-2 night, but I tell you what, if you're going to if you're gonna let an 0-2 start get you, uh, you, know, get you dejected, you're, you're not in the right industry. We're bouncing back tonight with some big-time winners, and like I said, I'll, I'll give a pick to end the show today. But uh, James Harden yesterday, for those who didn't hear, and I'm sure everyone heard, James Harden from the Rockets traded to the Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> Brooklyn bringing the uh, the big three back, right? It was that that kind of went away for a while. It was just like the big two uh, for a couple years, and then now the big three is back. So what we'll do is we'll let you guys know how we grade the trade for each team. So we'll go through for New Jersey, uh, Houston, Indianapolis. Well, Brooklyn, I guess, whatever. Houston, Indy. Uh, Indiana and then Tena or uh, Cleveland, Jesus Christ, and then Cleveland, and uh, let you guys know how much better or worse they got against the spread. So uh, let's start off by going over the actual trade. Uh, this was a four team trade, so we'll have adjustments here on four teams in a minute or two. But uh, the J- the uh, Nets obviously getting James Harden and a 2024 second round pick from the Cavaliers. The Rockets got Victor Oladipo from the Pacers, Dante Exum from the Cavs, and uh, Karooks, Karooks from the Nets. I'm going to go with Karooks, K-U-R-U-C-S. I know all you Nets fans are like, come on, you idiots, whatever. But yeah, Redondo Karooks, uh, Voodoo Mama Juju is now part of the Rockets. So uh, the Rockets get, like I said, Oladipo and Dante Axum. Those are two nice pieces. Well, you know, good pieces for James Harden. And then uh, Karooks. Let's see what Karooks has done this year. Redoins Karooks. (laughs) Karooks. It's like pronouncing a goddamn hockey name. That's the thing. You know, you're going through all these hockey rosters lately. It's like, okay. All right, Karooks, what have you done for me this year? He has played five games, 3.2 minutes a game, and (laughs) see how many points? I think he scored a couple points here. 
Hey, he's point six points a game. So he's played five games. So points. So he's got three points. The guy has scored three points on the year. That's not bad. I I don't know if I could score in an NBA game. So, Karooks, go find a place for you in uh, in Houston. There. All right. So moving on. Let's 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 go here. Uh, Rockets get a lot of draft picks. They get three draft picks from the Brooklyn Nets in twenty twenty two. 2024 and 2026 they get houston's first round pick uh excuse me they get brooklyn's first round pick so sorry if i made that confusing as shit brooklyn giving their first round pick in 2022 24 and 26 to the rockets they also swap picks with the rockets in 2021 2023 2025 and 2027 so really what they did here was Brooklyn gave the Rockets their best pick or their only pick in every year from now until 2027. <laughs> the, the, the the Brooklyn Nets are all in on uh, these three guys. I, I think that's pretty obvious here. So the Rockets are getting all kinds of picks. Three first rounders in 22, 24 and 26. And then they're swapping picks every other year until 2027. They also, they being the Rockets, also get Milwaukee's 2022 first round pick via the Cleveland Cavaliers. All right, the Indiana Pacers get Chris Levert from the Rockets via the Nets. So really from the Nets. Uh, the Pacers get Chris LeVert. They also get a 2023 second-round pick from the Rockets. And then the Cavaliers, they get a couple nice players, Jarrett Allen from the Nets and Torian Prince also from the Nets. So that does it for the trade. I know kind of complicated, a four-team trade there, but what does it mean for every team involved? I actually think the Nets, the Brooklyn Nets, who are the kind of the highlight team here of this trade, got better. I have them getting about two to two and a half points better with James Harden. And that doesn't mean James Harden himself is worth two to two and a half points. That means James Harden's talent altogether going to Brooklyn makes them about two and a half points better as a team. So they did get better. I understand. They lost to Chris Levert, who likely would have been the, you know, the, the sixth man for that team. They lost uh uh, Jared Allen. They let lose Torian Prince. They lose Karooks, who got three points for him this year. But really, I know they're losing pieces, but this becomes a better team when those three players are on the court. They're going to have some issues this year, and depth is one of them, for sure. The Nets are going to have their problems. But overall, I believe this team did get better. Now, there are, there are question marks, you know? I think that come playoff time, when these guys have had a little bit of time to, to play together and get to know each other, this is going to be a team who who is is pretty good. But right now, obviously, Kyrie Irving, there's a lot of question marks going on with him. So my two-and-a-half-point rating is very fluid right now, but make no mistake about it. Come the playoffs, if these three guys decide to play together and they don't get their egos hurt or bruised or whatever, and they just play basketball, they can be very good. One of the best teams in the league. Right now, I have them fourth overall in the NBA. I've got the Lakers number one, the Bucks number two, the LA Clippers number three, and the uh, Brooklyn Nets number four. So uh, again, I think that uh, the Nets did get better with this trade. 
I think that the other team who got better with this trade is the Cleveland Cavaliers. And that's not saying much. Cleveland's one of the worst teams in the league. But getting Jarrett Allen and Torian Prince, two young pieces who I think are going to contribute with this roster uh, somewhat immediately, and they are going to get better. You know, that's what the Cavs want. They want to build. And I know they didn't get many draft picks here, but Jarrett Allen, Torian Prince, just as good because you kind of know what you're getting. So I think Cleveland actually got one point better net-net when you look at everything in this trade the Cavaliers did improve. Uh, Houston and Indiana, I think they got a little bit worse. I think Indiana only got worse by about a half point because they lose Victor Oladipo. His time was coming. They were going to have to pay him. He, he's a free agent coming up here soon. He wanted out. So I think they had to do that. And they get back Chris Levert and a second round pick in 2023. So the Pacers didn't do too bad in this trade at all. Maybe a half point worse at first, but I think Chris Levert will fit in nicely with that Pacers roster. And then the Houston Rockets, I think they, they got one and a half points worse. Now, at first, I thought Houston got a lot worse than that because James Harden can be so good, and he is you know, one of the most uh, impactful players in the NBA when you talk about how much they mean against the spread. So at first, I was like, wow, Houston's going to get maybe three, four points worse. But honestly, they did a pretty good job getting some players back. We talked about all the draft picks that the Rockets got. That's fine. That doesn't go into our rating. But they get back Victor Oladipo, Dante Exum, that amazing Karooks with three points on the season. The, the, again, I know I'm making light of the Karooks thing, whatever. He's probably not going to play much, but Victor Oladipo and Dante Exum are two good players. Are they James Harden? No, but collectively, they're, they're, they're very, very nice pieces, okay? And we have to think about this. James Harden was only going to make that team more and more uneasy. You know, his want to get out of Houston, his lack of production... By the way, the last four games uh, James Harden played with the Rockets, he he didn't get over 20 points. You know, I mean, James Harden hasn't gone four games in a row at least scoring 20 points since he played for Oklahoma City. That's a statement. He was a cancer in the locker room. So it's a good thing he's gone. He's talented, but he didn't want to be there. So overall, I think Houston only got one and a half points worse, which is not too bad at all with all these draft picks in the future looking pretty good in Houston, you know? John Wall, I don't know about Boogie Cousins, but they have a nice, decent little core right now. A lot of draft picks coming up. Victor Oladipo, Dante Exum, they didn't make out too bad at all in this trade. But if we focus on the Nets and look at them specifically, you know, I, I do have a couple question marks. Now, like I said, the big three's back, which is good in general, but look how the last couple big threes have worked. I mean, the first big three was Ray Allen, Kevin Garnett, and uh, Paul Pierce, right? Everyone understood it wasn't going to be their night. They, they were all very selfless, didn't ever mind taking a back seat. And so that was a very good big three because they all knew what the other wanted. They knew what the dynamics of that big three would be. Uh, in Miami, Dwayne Wade, LeBron James, Chris Bosh. Chris Bosh gladly took that third overall seat and said, hey, I don't always have to hit the game-winning shot, but when you guys need me, I'll be here. I wonder who that's going to be because someone has to take a back seat. They're not going to add a basketball to the mix. Is it going to be KD? Probably not. Kevin Durant could be the best player besides LeBron James in the NBA today. Will it be Kyrie Irving? I wouldn't think so. We've seen how he acts before when he's not the main piece, and he's arguably the 1B already on, on the Nets this year. And James Harden, you think he's going to take it well being the third overall option? 
I certainly don't. And honestly, when you ask me who does the best without the ball in their hand, James Harden needs the ball, right? We've seen all of these guys play in a catch-and-shoot position, and Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving do very well catching and shooting, right? We saw Kyrie Irving master that when he played with LeBron. We saw, we've saw we seen Kevin Durant do that his whole career. I don't know if James Harden's going to be okay standing at the three-point line, waiting for his shot, waiting for his turn, and then he gets it and has to you know, catch and shoot. I don't know if James Harden's going to be comfortable. So honestly, the newcomer in this situation, James Harden, may be the one who needs to dominate the basketball. How is that going to go over, right? My ratings incorporate talent. These ratings may change very quickly if I see things aren't working. But how will things work? What do they need to do? Because really, there are some negatives with this, right? The Nets don't have a huge culture or identity to rely on. They don't have depth. They have big personalities, right? There are some questions. But how can Houston, or uh, how can the Nets make this work? How can Brooklyn maximize what they have right now? I've got a couple of ways for them to do that. First off, don't adopt this isolation-heavy style that Houston tried. That's not going to work. Where you give it to one guy, let him do his thing, eh, it's someone's game, and then the next night it's someone else's game. They need ball movement. They need a fluid offense here, and everyone needs to be involved. I think they should have everyone handle the ball. You know, I think Kyrie may want the ball. I know Kevin or, uh, uh, James Harden will want the ball. I think it would solve a lot of issues, both personality-wise and offense-wise, if they move the basketball, if they want to, if they use a very you know, uh, uh, motion-centric offense. I think that would help everybody. You get the offense moving, you get these guys who are going to be role players involved, and then everyone has their chance to handle the basketball, get the catch-and-shoot role, you know, be on the three-point line. Make no mistake about it. If they learn to play together very well, being Harden, Durant, Irving, they could be a very, very good team. This could be the the best team in the NBA. But I, it's it's going to be harder said than done, for sure. And again, I think the way they do that is with a lot of movement on offense, not adapting this isolation-heavy style that Houston tried for years and didn't work. Um, again, all of them can catch a shoot, but Harden handles the ball best. We talked about that. And then uh, Kevin Durant and Kyrie, you know, that was just getting going. What we saw so far this season in... Only a few games they played together, they were a good offense. When KD and Kyrie were on the floor together, the Brooklyn Nets offense ranked number two in the league, number three in terms of uh, uh, total efficiency. Like This is a good offense with these two players. Adding James Harden will work if they can all make it work. You know, that's the big question here. And I, I'm waiting to see, you know, how do they handle it? Because it's not just these guys together and the egos. It's how do they play defense? How do they handle the minutes? There's a lot of question marks, but overall... It's a good thing for uh, for the Nets and a pretty good trade for Cleveland as well. Houston getting a little bit worse. Indiana getting a little bit worse. But uh, I love these blockbuster trades, man. This is why the NBA is so great and uh, kind of what makes the NBA unique. So, all right, that does it for today's show. Again, no music, no production. So we'll just wrap things up. But uh, whatever you guys have going on tonight. Oh, our NHL pick, our bonus NHL pick. See if we can get you guys here. A little winner for tonight. A little winner, winner. All right, so we'll go uh, Arizona Coyotes, minus 125. Coyotes at home hosting the San Jose Sharks. We're going to go Coyotes, minus the 125. I think Darcy Kemper, the, my number one goalie, by the way, my goaltender ratings, I think he has a big night. So uh, my hockey pick, let's go uh, Arizona. All right, whatever you guys have going on tonight, good luck, and we'll talk to you tomorrow on The Sharp Angle.